0: Welcome to Pick Up and Deliver, the podcast where I pick up my audio recorder as I step off the train and deliver an episode to you while I walk home. I'm Brendan Riley. Well, good afternoon listeners. It is a lovely day here in suburban Chicago and by lovely, I mean, temperature wise, not sky wise. It is actually a little overcast. It doesn't look like it's going to rain on me, but it looks like it could rain if it had a mind to, I'll put it that way. I'm walking home. It is my, my first day of classes done finito, and I'm happy to be strolling home and talking to my friends. So I was listening to the So Very Wrong About Board Games podcast, and they did a review of It's a Wonderful World and It's a Wonderful Kingdom. Now It's a Wonderful World, I really like. That is a fantastic drafting game with really unusual mechanisms, particularly the way that you are not allowed to hoard resources. You either have to use the resources immediately or discard them at a very unfavorable exchange rate. And I was thinking about the way that that game makes use of cubes. And I realized I don't think that I have made episodes focused on particular components before. So I thought I would, hence cubes. What I'm going to talk about today are different games, different ways that cubes get used in board game design. And then my five favorite games that use cubes in an interesting way. So to start with uh, the game that I think of as an early game that uses cubes a lot would be Risk. The classic or a deluxe edition of Risk came with lots of cubes to use for armies. And cubes are often used to represent control or resources. Those seem to be the two most common things that you would use c- cubes for. In terms of control, you would have something like 1960 The Making of a President or Twilight Struggle, where your control of an area is indicated by the number of cubes that you have on it. And you undo your opponent's control by removing their cubes. Cubes represent a kind of strength. You also have cubes as military units. Like I said, in Risk, there are games like Wallenstein or Shogun in which you drop cubes in a tower and them coming out of the tower helps, or Amerigo, I think is another one. The way they come out of the tower or the number that come out of the tower becomes a kind of a determining factor in what happens with the cubes. So those I think are two of the most common and early uses of cubes. Like I said, they also can be used to track resources. You have a certain number of cubes and you spend those cubes to do things. I think modern games tend to have moved toward other kinds of tokens as well or instead, but it still is not uncommon for cubes to represent resources in particular. One example of that would be Century. Uh, which uses Century Spice Road, which uses cubes to represent spices. Now, I would, I would suggest that this is a lack of uh, quality choices or quality components in that the spices in Century are meant to be spices. So I would be more interested in seeing some shaped wooden pieces that represent these different spices visually. You also, like I said, using cubes to control things, indicate control, something like Aegisia Sifting Sands, or Imhotep. In these games, you have cubes that represent your input in a certain area or your share of control in that area. Now, there are a couple other games that have used cubes, and I would say poor ways, or ways that could have been done better with other things. To start with Wingspan. In Wingspan, you have cubes to represent your action markers, your turn actions. And uh, at the beginning of the game, you have eight cubes. And over the course of the game, you get fewer. Each round, you lose one onto the bonus board. And I can see why cubes are a good choice from a mechanical standpoint. They're small, they're easy to maneuver. They don't take up much room on the scoring board, but at the same time, they are pretty anti-thematic. And the most common thing that I see people making and buying it for wings as wingspan accessories are alternate cube tokens. In fact, My set, because my wife forgot that I had some, has two sets of alternate cube tokens. We have birds, little birds that you can use, and we have little bird houses. In both cases, these feel more thematic and more interesting than the cubes that Stigmire gives you. Similarly, I feel like Lords of Waterdeep, which is a game all about moving cubes around, would be much more interesting and thematic if they had made a little effort to make the cubes reflect the types of figures that you're using. Uh, as is commonly known in Lords of Waterdeep, you are recruiting fighters and wizards and rogues and. fighters, wizards, rogues, and clerics to go on missions on your behalf. And those people that you've recruited are represented with different colored cubes. The result is that people just refer to them as cubes, they don't actually talk about them as fighters, wizards, rogues, and clerics. They say, give me a black cube. Now, whenever I've played, we've always enforced the thematic language that you have to use the language of the resource type when you're recruiting it. But ultimately, the game just comes with cubes. So those are some games that I think have not used cubes as well as they could have. As I head toward the end of the episode, this is a little bit shorter one, I want to share with you five games that I think do use cubes in an entertaining way, or in a way that I think works really well. Uh, First off, uh, from the point of resources, I have two games. First is Tiny Towns. In Tiny Towns you are taking cubes and you are putting them on your board, and then you're substituting when you have cubes in the right arrangement, then you take the cubes off and you put on a building instead, and over the course of the game you score points for building different buildings, and you end the game when you have your building full or your board full so the your cubes get used up now you might say hey brendan weren't you just saying that the resources in century spice road should have been some sort of resources how come cubes how come you get to use cubes for tiny towns and i would say a couple reasons Um, one there are other things in tiny towns that create the theme more dramatically yes you are using cubes to represent those different resources that you make buildings out of but the cubes then turn into little wooden shaped buildings. Those little wooden shaped buildings are really nice and having them be different, dramatically different from the resources makes it easy to look at someone else's board and understand what they're doing. So there is a pragmatic reason for not using shaped resources there. And there's also a narrative reason or a, a, thematic reason in that you get these nice building, these wooden building pieces. So it's not as big a deal if you don't get shaped resources. So that's why I'd say tiny towns can use resource cubes. The other game that uses resource cubes and I don't have a problem with it is Sidereal Confluence. Now Sidereal Confluence is a weird trading game in which you are trying to come out on top in terms of points by manipulating the other players around the table into making trades with you. Now the way the game is set up, everybody benefits from trading and trading becomes a key part of the game. In other words, you need to be able to trade things all over the place. But this is the far future and these are nameless resources. So I think that I like the game use of resource cubes in Sidereal Confluence uh, because you are constantly trading with other players and there is no defined meaning for those resources uh, the game just tells you these are cubes of different colors and that you are trading them with one another. Ultimately, I'm not sure that I have justification to stand very tall on this particular interpretation of the way things should work. I'm not sure I can justify it. I just think in this game it would be very hard to use resources of another type, particularly, but I might be wrong about that. So Sidereal Confluence might be one where I'm wrong. If Century Spice Road and sidereal confluence maybe are in a similar boat. Maybe the big difference is that in sidereal confluence, you have a ton of different resources and you need to be able to subitize, count by sight them very quickly. And so having them be cubes makes them very easy to count. You do have to do that a little bit in in, a century, but you really only ever have 10 resources at a time. And so having to be able to count them beyond that isn't really that big a deal. So that's why I'm gonna say sidereal confluence is a yes, while those other games are known. And then finally, it's a wonderful world. I already mentioned that one as being really interesting. Again, this would be a matter of marking progress that the cubes serve as both resources, but also resources directed toward a goal. And I think using the cubes in that way gives them a slightly different edge or angle to why you would use them. That said, I think if you, If it were clear what the different cubes meant in Sidereal Confluence or in um, It's a Wonderful World, substituting those with tokens of some sort would work just fine. I mean, case in point, take a look at Furnace. Furnace uses shaped tokens instead of cubes and it works great. In fact, it's far more thematic. Same goes for Via Nebula as well. So, you know, I might be a hypocrite in saying Sidereal Confluence and It's a Wonderful World work well with cubes, but I like the way they handle cubes. Uh, Particularly with It's a Wonderful World, the many different things you have to do with the cubes makes them flexible in a way that they might not be if they didn't bunch together and stack so well. Then finally I want to mention two games that use, that just have thematically amusing cubes. These are both games in my collection. They're both games that you've heard about many a time, and probably this specific thing I have mentioned many a time, and that would be the Poop Cubes in Dungeon Pets, in which Whenever a creature is assigned to poop, you add a little poop cube to its pen. Now I won't have to do that again because I have shaped resources sent to me by a listener. So thank you listener for sending me those resources. Uh, So I have little poops to put in, which maybe speaks that it didn't actually need to be poop cubes, but I'm amused by the fact that the game calls them poop cubes. And then finally, my favorite uh, result or favorite version of this is Martin Wallace's London, second edition, in which your opponents are you, if you're not careful, you get lots of poverty cubes. And Of course, poverty cubes are the uh, negative resource that if you accumulate too many of them and your opponents don't, then you end up really tanking your score because the person who accumulated the least sets the bottom and then everyone else takes penalty for all the rest that they have. Uh, and the poverty cubes are deliciously nasty. But again, I don't know that they had to be cubes, but something about the phrase poverty cube is kind of funny to me. So, uh, in and out all over the place with this discussion, but I'm keen to hear what you think about the conversation about cubes. What games that use cubes do you like? Which games use cubes in an amusing way? Should I have mentioned Wombat Rescue in which the wombats drop cubes because in real life wombats poop cubes? Why didn't I mention that? I don't know. I don't have the game, so I haven't played it. So maybe that's why. Well, no matter what, that's the end of the episode. So I want to say thank you for joining me today. And I hope that your next vlog is as pleasant as mine was. Bye-bye. to you by Rattlebox Games.